This is so wizarding. You're listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare. You are listening to So Wizards. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 472 of the So Wizard Podcast. I am your host, Joey DiCarlo, and with me, my co-hosts. She's back, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Hi, Liz. And the expert, Mr. Mark Mark Ellis Reagans. Yo, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the podcast. You are listening to So Wizard Podcast, where three friends discuss the world of nerd. Podcasting weekly on the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. This week, we've got our review of the final movie of the DCEU, but allegedly the first movie of the DCU. That's right, guys. It's Blue Beetle. But before we get into all of that, how the hell is everyone doing? Aubrey Litchfield, we haven't heard from you for a few weeks. How are you? Um... You know, I'm alive. I've been pulling 53-hour work weeks since, I think, June. So I'm, I'm a little tired, but I'm here. Are you able to say, finally, what you've been working on? I can, but I can't talk about the actual thing and stuff. Like, I can't tell anybody about anything about it. Right. But I can, I, I can tell everybody that I've been working on Starfield. Starfield? The yeah. newest game from microsoft and bethesda yep it'll be available uh day one september 1st for like premium people and then the sixth for everybody else so on game pass on game pass yeah i'm super excited it looks fucking awesome so uh yeah now everyone knows what you've been doing for 60 hours a week for the last uh eight months yeah yeah and i've been been very busy <laughs> awesome well that's exciting and you could talk more about it as soon as you are allowed to but we're glad to have you back uh mark ellis reagans how are you i'm doing good uh i have not been working on a top secret uh big video <laughs> game but uh yeah i've been i've been doing good just chilling watching movies and trying to get ready for dragon con Awesome. Dragon Con is coming up at the end of August. You go almost every year. Are you ready to rage? <laughs> I am not ready to rage. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to do anything. I'm I'm so behind. But yeah, Dragon Con, I, I realize it's always been an endurance test. It's like, mm-hmm. can I rage at my age, basically, while I'm <laughs> out there? Uh, and, you know, this year, I don't feel like I, I, I need to prove myself. Um, I've been going to Dragon Con for over a decade now, and there's no way you can do everything or see everything. So I'm not even going to try this year. This year, I'm just going to chill and relax and just enjoy myself as, as non-raging as possible. That's what you say, but then you'll message us at like 4.30 in the morning and be like, hey, I'm in line to go to a rave. And I'll be like, why Why is there a line to leave the rave? You're like, no, it's going to start. 
Yeah, well, you know, Dragon Con is uh, all types of craziness. And sometimes when the craziness happens, I want to share it with you guys, just so you can see what I'm up to. Uh, well, we greatly appreciate it. I'd love to go someday. It's just a it's a bit too far for me, and I'm not a big party guy. So yeah, there's still there's a lot of I mean, it's so many things. It covers all of the bases. I'm sure you will find something in there that that you can enjoy regardless of the partying. Hot cosplay honeys. <laughs> I'm sure there's some of those too. Excellent. Uh, but that's that's uh that's how my life is going. How are you doing, Joey? Um, I mean, things are getting better. Things are are slowly getting better. Uh, you know, just uh, life's a little discombobulated right now. So we're just trying to get all our ducks in a row. Uh, unfortunately, you know, two weeks ago, myself and Adam just we could not make it work to get to Fan Expo Boston this year. Uh, unfortunately this weekend passed, we just could not make it work to get to plastic city comic con this year, which makes me even sadder than fan expo. Because for me, plastic city is like one I look forward to every year. Uh, it's a great one day show out in Fitchburg mass put on by Keith and uh, Amy Gleason. who are great friends of ours, great friends of the show. And we get to see people we know, like, you know, that you don't get to see them all the time, but we see them at cons and stuff. But, you know, we get to see a lot of our friends are all there, you know, like Matt Mann's there. Tim Jones was there. I think Aaron Wood was there for the first time. A lot of times Mark Mastell is there. There's a lot of people that we see that we know that we get to say hi to and hang out with a little bit. So I was really looking forward to it and I just couldn't make it work. So, yeah, that's OK. Judging from the pictures, it looks like it was a big deal, a big success. So hopefully they'll bring it back next year. I'm sure they are. And it was in a new place this year. So it was like a bigger, cooler place that actually has like an elevator and like some other stuff. So I'm excited uh, to go back next year. I, I fully expect within uh, 30 to 37 days, <laughs> things should be back on track around here. I'm just hoping, but yeah, uh, the next big one coming up is New York. Uh, we're going to make it. I don't know what, form that's going to take i mean the dream is always you know i love to go to new york comic-con every year regardless if we're press or not but the dream is always to get into the city on wednesday hang out and go to the con thursday friday saturday and come home i don't know what form that takes this year i uh, mean adam are going as press which is exciting and we don't want to burn that bridge but there's two kind of pieces to it you know one i mean with everything going on with, with everybody, everybody on the podcast has some crazy shit going on in their lives right now, in case you didn't know, but um, with what's going on with me and Adam, I mean, I don't think I can go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I oh, might be able to get into the city on Friday, crash somewhere overnight Saturday, and then come home Saturday night. That's probably what's going to happen. That'll get us access to all the press stuff that happens on Friday and Saturday. We should be able to get plenty of content. We'll be good to go. Um, we'll see what happens, but that's generally the plan right now. Uh, we'll see, but and then we'll be at Rhode Island uh, by hook or by crook. It's that's a, that we'll be there for one day, unfortunately, but we'll be at Rhode Island, and then we'll be done for the year with cons, and we can kind of regroup for next year <laughs> with <laughs> some different ideas. I know every year we talk about wanting to go to San Diego. Uh, I just I can't even fathom that right this moment. I'm just trying to make it through the next 24 hours. <laughs> like, really. The way life is right now, but that's, you know, and, and of course the other piece with New York is that a lot of, unlike a lot of cons. So a lot of cons you go to, they hand you a badge and they say, don't bother the guests have fun, you know, create content. We're not going to help you in any way, shape or form. And don't bother any of the guests. 
which is fine. Me and Adam will grind for content. We'll get out what we want to do. We try always try to get like three or four videos out of there. I'll make some TikToks. We'll do some posts, whatever. New York is more like actual work. Like they, you get emails from the studios and stuff and they have round tables and press conferences and all this stuff that you can cover um, with the strikes going on. I don't know what that looks like this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, it could be for whatever there is for panels and stuff. It could be like beyond cutthroat. So we may end up having to treat New York like we do every other con where we have to legitimately grind for content um, instead of having the ease of all that stuff. They just send us, would you like to do this? And we can say yes or no. So um, we'll see. But the plan at the very least is for us to be there for two days and we'll get as much content as we can. <sighs> other than that, just rocking and rolling. But you know what? Enough about us. Enough about us. Let's talk just a little bit more about us. Marcellus Reagans, please tell the listeners where they can find more So Was Her Podcast. All right. So everybody can head on over to SoWasHerPodcast.com where you will find a brand new episode every week. You'll also find an occasional movie review from yours truly. You'll also find some reviews and some recommendations and interviews from the one and only Adam Wallyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there, t-shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, coffee mugs, all located in our T Public store. You'll also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, so definitely get at us. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review while you're there, if you can. Uh, you can find our podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And that's including the Stitcher Radio app, Podbean, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Good Pods. We have a YouTube page with new content premiering there regularly. So definitely check that out. We have a Patreon page where you can support the show. And for as little as a dollar a month, you'll receive exclusive content year-round. Shout out to all of our buddies in the Geek World All-Stars Podcast and Network. Back to you, Joey. No, I didn't. First of all, a podcast takes a lot of work, okay? You have to organize the guests. You have to do a Google Calendar. And then you build a following. It takes a long time. And I've been working on it for a while. Okay? Okay. Um, I guess we're going to talk about Blue Beetle, guys. Uh, as always, we're going to start off non-spoiler. We're going to talk a little bit about our trips to the movies. We're going to talk a little bit about what we thought non-spoiler. So if you haven't seen it yet, you'll at least know what we thought. And then the rest of you can stick around as uh, Mark Ellis drops the drop delineating spoilers. So we'll talk a little more in depth after that. But to get started, Aubrey, it's been a couple weeks since you've been on the show. We had some horror movies. Obviously, we're not going to make you see that. And uh, I'm on it before we even get into Blue Beetle. Good Lord, am I glad we didn't make you go see Last Voyage of the Demeter. Um, holy shit. You would not. That was not an Aubrey movie. But how was your trip to the movies to see Blue Beetle? It was it was pretty uneventful. I mean, it was quiet. There was barely anybody there. So I, I don't know. It, you would, and I went on Thursday, too. So you would expect that more people would be there opening night, but there wasn't. Interesting, but no craziness, nothing, just... Nope, nothing. All right, all right. Marcellus Reagans, how about you? Yeah, I 
decided to go on a Saturday and the the big theaters with the nice chairs, they were pretty much sold out because this is a big superhero movie. Uh, so I wound up going back to uh, the mall <laughs> theater, the theater in the abandoned mall. It, it oh, looked, God. It wasn't really abandoned. But Speaking of Bethesda, it looks like a fucking stage from Fallout, Aubrey. <laughs> But the the irony of that of this theater, and I like the I like the people there. I like the snacks. I like the theater itself. It's not that far from my house. It's easy to get in and out. It's fine, and the prices are cheaper. So you know it's good on that too. But the irony of the of this theater is that it is a grand theater. Like you can sit probably about five hundred people in there. Like it's because it, they don't have the recliner seats. It's just regular old movie theater seats. Still stadium seating though, but it's huge, and it's like. 400 500 people can sit in there and instead there's like 12 <laughs> 13 for like a saturday uh superhero movie so i'm like man the, the, the irony of being here but uh yeah no big adventures nothing crazy uh the popcorn was good uh the thing about these these uh stadium seating chairs is there's like literally in no room between your knees and the chair in front of you so when someone gets up and has to walk by these long aisles it's a pain in the ass so i do kind of miss the reclining chairs for that aspect but other than that very easygoing simple experience excellent uh as for myself <laughs> let me guess you, you went to the uh midnight the twelve thirty a.m showing it felt like it honestly um so without getting into things that i said i wasn't going to talk about on the podcast um it's really hard for me after work now that I have a different job <laughs> to from what I had a month ago, which is different than what I had three months ago. But um, it's very difficult for me to go. So I always have this magical plan in my brain where I'm like, all right, it's Friday night. I'm working two to ten. And I have tomorrow off. So what I'll do is go to the movies because from where I work, I can get to either of the two movie theaters within half an hour tops. Um, so I'm always like, okay, well, I'll go to the theaters uh, for one of the late showings on Friday night after I get out of work. And then it's done. It's out of the way. I don't have to work tomorrow. I can sleep in, blah, blah, blah. Every single time for the last, what are we at? Three or four weeks now since this shit went down. Um, mm -hmm. I'm like... I'm fucking done <laughs> at, at like nine o'clock. I'm like, I always, I don't buy the tickets. Like I wait. Cause I'm like, I'll buy them in my car when I get out of work just to be safe. And I, I'm just fucking wiped, man. <laughs> um, again, I don't want to get too into it, but uh, it's a little different than sitting behind a desk for nine hours. So you do, <laughs> yes. you do move around and you do have to do stuff. So it's a little more tiring. Uh, so <laughs> I, I get out, I, I sit down in my car, I take a deep breath and I'm like, I'm not fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so what I did was the next night, uh, you know, the next day I had off, I had Saturday off. I had a whole bunch of stuff I had to do. I ran all these errands. I did some other things. I did things with the family. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to blue beetle. And I look at the, the showings and the, the, the showings was like seven Oh five, which I wasn't going to make cause I was doing stuff. Or 1040. <laughs> right. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So, all right, 1040 it is. Here we go. So I went to the movies at 1040. And I get there. I went to the 
mall theaters, not the same mall you go to, but the uh, the Hampshire Mall, if anyone's wondering, not that it's a secret. I posted on Instagram all over the place. So I went to the Hampshire Mall theaters, uh, which are not it's like a dirt mall, but not as bad as the one Mark goes to. And they're the parking lot's fucking empty. There's like oh. two cars there. I'm like, uh, hello. <laughs> like, so I go inside to get my tickets. There's literally no one there. Uh, they had 90% of the um, concession stand blocked off. So there's just one row. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I got a soda and this theater, uh, again, this is another complaint. This theater, they use like, I don't know. They're like fancy environmental straws. They, they aren't plastic straws. They're like made of something else. They aren't paper, but there's something else. And they just disintegrate over time in your large drink uh, throughout the movie. <laughs> till it gets to the point where halfway through the movie, you can't drink your drink without making a ton of noise. So lately I've been doing is getting two straws or bringing one in from my car from a different drink. So, uh, you know, I got my drink. Uh, I went and sat down in the theater. Yeah. Newbies playing. I'm sitting there. There's nobody in the movie theater. <laughs> it's wow. just me. And, you know, and this isn't odd yet uh, because, you know, I'm crazy. And we've talked about this in the show before. I'm crazy. I will get to the theater early because I like the whole experience of it. I like getting there. I like getting my snacks. I like seeing the newbie previews. I like seeing the actual previews, blah, 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 blah. I want the full experience. So I get there early and, you know, no, it's, it's okay. Usually people start showing up and all of a sudden, like, we're halfway through the trailers. There's no one there. And then the movie starts and I was still the only person in the movie theater. <laughs> I was the only person in that movie theater the entire time. And when I left, like it was like they had closed. The, it felt like they had closed the place. And I think the guy manning the booth was sleeping because <laughs> he was sitting down in a chair with his head on the desk in front of him, like not looking up. So it was a little weird. No, he was just. He was just saying, I fucking hate this guy that showed up at the 1040 show of Blue Beetle. The one be guy old. in the entire building watching a movie <laughs> uh, so they couldn't leave early. Uh, but I didn't make a mess. I cleaned up my my stuff and brought it out. So, you know, that's fine. But I actually filmed a TikTok while I was in the theater. because We were um, in between trailers and, and um, there was like no one there. So I filmed a TikTok and be like, this is really weird. I'm the only person here. And I, I posted it on uh, TikTok and people you know, responded and blah, blah, blah. And I posted it on YouTube as a short and or yeah, that's what they're called. Short. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a bunch of rude comments. So like, oh, why are you filming? Whoa. Like, dude, oh. like, <laughs> um, first of all, I already said I was the only person there. So what would it fucking matter if I was filming? <laughs> and second of all, it was pre-show. It was before the movie started. So calm your tits. Um, <laughs> and then the final piece of my trip to the movie. So obviously nothing really happened. That was exciting because there was no one there. Um, the final piece was uh, something, you know, we just had talked about these strikes that are going on, the writer strike and the actor strike. Um, and, you know, we're a new release movie podcast. So we watch new release movies and review them. Seems like a pretty easy concept. Um, as I'm sure you guys remember, we went through hell for about a year for, with COVID going on, scratching, clawing, trying to find anything to watch that was new release. And uh, that was not fun. We made it through. And God, I don't want to like downplay anyone that actually had something happen to them during COVID. I'm I'm somewhat kidding. It was, it was, we're okay. It was just a fucking podcast. But um, you know, we we had to watch a whole bunch of weird like streaming movies and direct to DVD and Redbox movies, anything to keep it going, right? Right. So now we got the strike going on, and no one's making any content. And I'm watching the fucking trailers to the and I'm like, 
we're in trouble. <laughs> First trailer is fucking Paw Patrol. Right? <laughs> Why was there a Paw Patrol trailer? Then there was a fucking Trolls 3 trailer, which yep. looks worse than, like, that looks like the it should be against the Geneva Convention to make someone watch that movie. Like, holy shit, that looks bad. And then, then they had a trailer for The Nun 2. What? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I said the exact same thing when I'm in a theater. I'm like, how is it Paw Patrol and The Nun 2 and like a, some weird looking Disney cartoon, like all leading up to Blue Beetle? Like what audience are they playing to? It was very strange. Right. So like, I'm like scared now. I'm like, this is just basically, these are the four movies coming out for the rest of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. So yikes. Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, Pretty simple, uh, easy trip to the movies. I got home at, I got out of the theater at 1 a.m. It was like 1.07 a.m. And then I got home about like 1.30, 1.45. So, hey man, pod before life. <laughs> All right. So enough about our trips to the movies. Enough about Paw Patrol. <laughs> Which we will be reviewing on the show. <laughs> yes, we will be there. It's day one, we there. You know? <laughs> Might as well. I mean, we don't have anything else. <laughs> Um, we're going to be okay. Uh, October, November, December. It's really just September. That's the issue. <laughs> but what did you think? Non-spoiler. Aubrey Litchfield. It's been a while. Tell us what you thought. Non-spoiler of Blue Beetle. I thought this was probably one of the worst DC movies released yet. And that's hard. What? Mm-hmm. I was so bored. I couldn't even pay attention. I was on my phone the entire time. It was so boring. It was worse than Birds of Prey. Um, maybe not, but and it, it's it's definitely one of the worst. It it's in the top or bottom five, like maybe top five worst. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll come back to you in <laughs> spoilers. But um, Mark, how did you like Blue Beetle? I enjoyed a majority of this movie. I think it has a lot of the right ingredients. Uh, everything that you would want in a superhero movie, they kind of put it there. Uh, I did have my issues with it, but as a by-the-numbers comic book movie uh, with very interesting characters, I liked it. All right. Uh, what did I think of Blue Beetle? Well... I am very blah on this movie. I am not Aubrey. I'm probably closer to Mark, but probably not as outgoingly positive as Mark about it. Uh, the best way I can describe this movie is it's the DC Miss Marvel. Do you remember when we reviewed Miss Marvel? Yeah. And it was like, I like the actress playing Miss Marvel. I like her family. I like the parts of the thing that are about her and her family and doing some generic superhero stuff, learning about her powers. And then a movie has to happen. Um, and the movie is kind of generic and sucky. Okay. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Do I like this character? Sure. Do I like the actor? Of course. Do I like a lot of the aspects of the movie? Yes. Do I want to see him again in something? I sure do. Do I want to watch this movie again? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> have I seen this movie 55 times already before I even walked into the theater? Yes, I have. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I can't really go much further without spoilers, but it was very blah. It was a very blah movie. I did not hate it as much as Aubrey, but I definitely had some issues with it. So it sounds like uh, we're a little all over the place. So now you know what we thought. If you haven't seen it, get the hell out of here. You already count as a download, so it's okay. But, you know, you can come back and listen to some more and count as another one uh, in the future. Once you watch Blue Beetle, the rest of you stick around. We are going to spoil Blue Beetle. Uh, I've got some spoilers. One clear spoiler. Here's a spoiler. You will die alone. (laughs) All right. Time to get into things that we liked. And Aubrey, I'm going to put you on the spot because you did not like this movie one bit. Was there anything that you liked about it? Oh, that's tough. Honestly, I really, I, I didn't like anything. I guess it was beautiful landscape, but you can create anything on a computer. So it's an interesting concept. But yeah, that was, that was about it. I really didn't like anything. Nothing. No. Jesus. Nope. All right. Well, yeah. well, we'll come back to you because you're going to have to have a lot in the next section. Uh, Marcellus <laughs> Reagans, what about you? Yeah, there's a, a lot of things that I liked about this movie. I like the main character. I know his name is jolo but he's from cobra kai which i never watched um so i'm not familiar with his work from that show uh but him as a jaime reyes i thought was like he he embodied what i would want out of the this kid is going to get superpowers you know what i mean he has a very like kind of marty mcfly thing happening where you just want to go on and on an adventure with him so I liked him a lot. I thought he was really good. I thought the family dynamic was really cool. Like I actually really enjoyed them. Not so much in the beginning, uh, but as the movie went on, I actually liked all of the characters. I thought they were, I thought they filled out the, the movie. Well, uh, I liked the fact that they, uh, that they had to be the one to go and save him in a third act. Usually it's, it's the other way around. So I really enjoyed that. They like banded together to go and get their boy, which I thought was really cool. Uh, the movie is unapologetic based in a Latin culture. Like they don't pull back any punches at all. They're like, this is who we are. This is how it works. And I really like that. I like the idea of them showing representation fully uh, for everyone, but mainly for if, you know, if you understand, you know, certain cultural aspects of the movie that it's, it's there for you. It's there for you in a big budget superhero movie that I really liked. I liked the simplicity of Susan Sarandon's character. <laughs> she, she was just evil and that's it. You know, her brother had the company and he, you know, didn't make enough money. And now she's like, well, I have the company and I'm making all the money that I can pure. You know, they didn't give her a lot of crazy backstory. They just made her very simple. And every scene that she was in, I'm like, Okay, I get it. I get I get what you're doing, Susan Sarandon. So I like that. There, I like the fact that there is a larger DC universe happening, but they don't really harp on it. Like him coming back from Gotham, uh, graduating from college and uh, from Gotham University, I thought was really cool. Uh, the LexCorp building in the background, I thought was really cool. So it's like this is in the DC universe, but it's not in the CW DC universe, the Snyder DC universe. It's just a DC movie. Uh, and they didn't jump through hoops to try to connect it to anything else, which I thought was really cool. Uh, yeah, and that's pretty much it <laughs> that I can think of. 
All right. All right. Well, I'm going to agree with you there um, uh, on most of the cast and, you know, just about anything that involved him at Zolo. Is that how you say it? I, I apologize if I'm not saying it right. Uh, Zolo as uh, Jaime. I thought was awesome. I think he, right out of the comics, like perfect. Um, and I do like him on Cobra Kai. So I was excited to see him get a chance to do something better. Um, and I, I liked him. I liked his family. I liked the whole interaction with all of them. I liked when he first got the scarab and he's learning how to be a superhero. And yeah, it's really tropesy, but it was at least enjoyable. You know, it was enjoyable. And, and it, we've seen it a million times, but it, it was enjoyable. I did like uh, Bruna Marquezine as Jenny Cord. Yeah. Uh, she's just really hot. And uh, Google. I, I double checked to Google said that's okay. She's actually 28. Oh, <laughs> she, okay. she looks like she's 17. So it's good genes there. You know, good for her. Good for her parents. Um, I did like her. I thought she was attractive in this. And, uh, you know, that that's really the, the thing that I liked the most about the movie was I liked him. I liked his community, his family. I liked everything about that. And I wanted more of that and less tropesy superhero movie. Like once, we veer off of that into everything else. I feel like the whole movie lost its way, but the parts where it's him, he's interacting with his family, his sister. I thought his sister was hilarious. Oh, but you didn't even like his sister. No, I found her annoying. Oh my God. Wow. Um, I did like aspects of his family uh, in the end um, when they're each doing their thing to help out. Um, I thought it was hilarious that his grandmother knew how to use a Gatling gun. Yeah, you know, I just I just enjoyed that that part of the movie. I wanted more of that. And I think you could have made a smaller movie with that. Him getting the scarab and having some sort of smaller scale adventure uh, would have been fine. I do like, like you said, Mark, I do like the DC references. And I think that's the best way to handle them. That's the stuff I was looking for, even in movies like Dark Knight or something, you know, mm-hmm. in The Dark Knight, they're playing a football game the Gotham whatever is against whoever. Why couldn't the other team have been Metropolis or Central City? Like you didn't have to have the flash. <laughs> you you yeah. have to run by, but why couldn't it have been Coast City or something? You know what I mean? Like just tiny things like that. LexCorp building in the background doesn't have to be a big deal. You know, I like that kind of stuff and I appreciate that in this. Um, it, But, you know, they didn't really tie it to anything. So allegedly this is part of the DCU going forward. It's just not the first DCU movie. So, um, but honestly, that, that was my big positive for this movie was I liked the actors. I liked the character. I liked when the character was maybe the first half an hour of the movie. And then it just kind of goes off the rails. But speaking of off the rails, Aubrey, you hated this movie. <laughs> what didn't you like? All right. Um, I don't, I don't like the family. I gotta be honest. I think that they're really annoying. I did like that they showed the culture, but I don't like them. Um, I didn't like the grandmother and her cheesy lines. I didn't like the mother and her cheesy lines. I didn't like any of the cheesy lines. I didn't like Jenny Cord. I thought that the romance aspect of it was really annoying and weird, and it just seemed forced. And she was really whiny and... I wasn't there for it. I just wasn't having it. George Lopez is probably one of the worst characters in this entire movie. He's so obnoxious and over the top and cheesy. And 
his hair doesn't fly when he's hanging on the bottom of the beetle and going through the air at the end. <laughs> it just looks stupid. Like everything is just Susan Sarandon. I thought, okay, Susan Sarandon said this movie, it's going to be great. No, I hated her too. I thought she did a really shitty job. This is probably one of the worst things I've ever seen her act in. Uh, the whole storyline was really bad. Uh, I like I I get it I get where they're going with it but they didn't execute it properly and I feel like that's one of my biggest problems with DC movies is they never execute it properly and it always falls flat this movie was so boring there was nothing to bring you in to keep you you know at the edge of your seat and in suspense and there's nothing no hook nothing like I said I was I was on my phone pretty much the entire movie Whoa, no were you the really only people it. in the theaters? Were you the only people no. there? Were you just like scrolling through TikTok with the light on? The floor I I was uh, I was on Discord. I was checking my email. You know, everybody was far away from us, but and my brightness was all the way down. But I, th- I think the most enjoyable part of this movie was actually that Noah was really enjoying it. So I got like secondhand enjoyment. But other than that, I just was so bored. Wow. There was nothing that made me want to see a second Blue Beetle. Okay. You don't, even if it wasn't a Blue Beetle movie, would you want to see the character again? I don't know. Wow. All right. Uh, Mark Ellis Reagan. Uh, Yikes, Aubrey. Um, (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, like I said, this movie has a lot of really great ingredients, but the thing that fails this movie is the script. It wants to have like all of the things but it doesn't want to provide like a a good script to tie it all together one of my favorite things in any superhero movie or almost any movie is the any hero's journey you get to the third act you want to rip it you want to rip everything away from our hero you want to take away everything that he has and really put him put his back up against the wall and they did that in this movie and that was the first moment where i'm like oh okay now we're now we're doing something. Now we're we're trying to get somewhere. When he they take away his powers, they you know hit him with the claw that kind of takes his takes his powers away. His dad is gone. Uh, they're kidnapping him. You know he's like at the lowest of the low, and that's when I'm like, all right, now we get to see Jaime be a hero, like a real hero, not just the guy in a suit. And for some reason, it just didn't work for me. You know what I mean? Like it it kind of built it up a little bit, but. I don't know. I think they they hit they checked off the boxes, but they didn't earn the feelings that go with it. Uh, I thought they ruined the, the grandma joke about her being a revolutionary. Great joke. It was funny in the trailer. It was great when they first did it in the movie, and then it just kept going on and on and on. I think they could have trimmed that back a little bit. It wouldn't have been so annoying, at least to me. Now I'm not familiar with the Blue Beetle character, but I have seen Venom, so. <laughs> So I know that there's a, a hero and a, a kind of symbiote creature that's like, you know, they're eventually they're supposed to like team up together. And I don't think the relationship between Jaime and the Scarab really worked. I wanted there to be, a, I felt that there should have been a little bit more of them butting heads, them realizing that they do have to work together in order to save the family or save the world or beat the bad guy or whatever. And I never felt that connection. And these are the two main characters of the movie. I never felt the, the strong connection between the two of them. I have a I have a question about the scarab. And it's okay. maybe either of you guys can answer this for me. So at the end, he's going to kiss uh, the girl, Jenny Cord. 
And yeah. then the scarab starts like talking like, Hey, you know, you're at an elevated heartbeat. Yeah. Like as they continue dating and he's like hitting that is the scarab in his head going to be like, yeah, get it, get it. You can do it, Jamie. Come on. Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to be a coach. <laughs> That's really weird. <laughs> um, Maybe the scarab could be like uh, puff daddy in all of his songs. So like anytime <laughs> Jaime's talking, like, the hype man. <laughs> yeah. So like just just talk, Mark. Just say something. Oh man, I am really enjoying yeah. this ice cream. <laughs> All right. Bad boy. <laughs> Can you imagine that in your head like 24-7? <laughs> That's exactly what's gonna happen. It's gonna drive him crazy. We're gonna find the next movie's gonna start with him in a psych ward. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're writing the sequel right now. It's gonna be a very <laughs> different movie. Sorry, continue. Uh so in this movie, they want you to except the fact that there was another blue beetle, uh, Ted Core. Multiple blue beetles. Multiple blue beetles, right. And every time they showed, like, you know, the blue beetle costume or the blue beetle ship and the, or the blue beetle, like, weapons, I'm like, I kind of want to see that movie. Like, I want to see where that stuff came from. And I just wanted, if they had just given me a flashback of, like, the old blue beetle in action and, like, the George Lopez character as a young kid, like, being you know, admiring that or being amazed by that. I felt like that, that would have connected to this movie. So good. I, I would have really enjoyed just because they, I don't know anything about the blue beetle and they just assume that I do because they're just saying Ted court, blue beetle court industries. And it doesn't, well, really it would have made the, it would have made the after credit scene have any sort of emotional weight whatsoever. Cause a character you don't give a fuck about wants to come back. Okay. Right. The only thing you know about him is that, you know, he has uh, a evil sister and a good looking daughter. But yep. what 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 else do we know about him? Um, I mean, unless and, Jaime has some friends who may hope he has another daughter, you know, and speaking of her beautiful woman, man, she cannot act at all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, geez. Oh, geez. But I mean, she was cool for what she had to do. And she looked older than him. Like, I know you just mentioned how old she was, but. Even in a movie, she seemed older than him. So, yay, Jaime, I guess. I don't know. Hey, I, I triple checked her age. So <laughs> <laughs> we we had an incident earlier this week in the private chat where I uh, mentioned someone was attractive, then checked their age and tried to delete everything. <laughs> <laughs> Red sirens went off. Right. Or the party van was outside of my house. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I think if they had given me a, a Blue Beetle fat flashback, I would have enjoyed the all around Blue Beetle story. Again, I think they hit the, they check off, checked off the boxes, but it didn't earn any of the emotional feelings that um, you get with a superhero movie. So I'm hoping that the next one, they kind of correct it a little bit more. All right. Well, um, what did I not like about this movie? Well, let's get it started. Uh, first of all, this was supposed to go to HBO Max and then got sent to theaters instead. And to me, it felt like a streaming movie. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, this started as a streaming movie and it still feels like a streaming movie. <laughs> and that's a weird vibe. I can't exactly explain to you. And if you're not insane like us and watch movies almost nonstop, um, you may not understand. But it just it had that feel. Did, did either of you get that vibe from it? Mm -mm, I did not get that vibe from it. It, it felt like a big budget a Hollywood the theatrical movie, unlike Evil Dead Rise, which definitely felt like a streaming movie. This one did not. 
I, don't know, I just got it felt like I was watching like uh, Joey King is the princess or something. <laughs> you know, like it felt it had that like weird like direct to streaming vibe, at least to me. Um, I will agree with Aubrey. Susan Sarandon is fucking horrendous in this movie. Uh, uh, she is. And, and they don't give her a lot to do and they don't give her much to play with or anything. Like she has a couple scenes. Mostly she's just like mustache twirling villain. Yep. My God, you have an Oscar winning legendary actress in your movie. Give her something to do. <laughs> she is sleepwalking through this movie. Uh, I wasn't expecting her to, you know, put on an OMAC suit or something, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> give her anything to do besides what she would, did in this movie. It was just embarrassing. Like she is clearly like sleepwalking through this movie, cashing the check in her brain. I don't know. I mean, thanks for the nice 76 year old titties, but um, yeah, man, she was awful. In this. <laughs> I I agree with you and I disagree with you. Yes. She was, she, she didn't really do anything in a movie, but that's kind of what I liked about it. She was just there as the mustache twirling villain. DN. I, I know even, even putting her in that role, it would have just been nicer to, I don't know, just have something more that she's doing or a little more depth to what she's doing, a little more explanation, like anything. It just seemed like it was almost stunt casting. Like anyone could have played that role. It could have been a man, woman, anybody. It didn't matter who the actor was. And they just happened to, she happened to not be busy for a few weeks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least she didn't get eaten by a prehistoric crocodile in a helicopter off screen. Oh, that's true. That is true. That is true. Poor Serena Gullery. It's her big comeback. She's, she's back from Resident Evil Apocalypse, and she has to be in the Meg 2, <laughs> colon, the Tretch from Naughty by Nature. Um, so uh, Susan Tarandon, horrendous in this movie. Um, I, I just feel like the movie like lost its way once it started to be more of a superhero movie. Uh, and I don't know how you make a two-hour movie just about, well, I guess maybe you keep it real low level, um, have him get the suit, learn how to use it. And like you said, Mark, more interplay between him and the suit, learning how to use it, mm -hmm. playing off each other, blah, 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 blah. And then whatever. I thought the villain was pretty bad. I thought uh, I did not like I, as much as I loved his family and the dynamic with his family and everything about them. Once they went to the blue beetle headquarters, I, I, the movie is pretty much just shit after that. Like I, I was not a fan <laughs> whatsoever. Um, I thought George Lopez kind of sucked in this and it's, I don't mind him having a guy in the chair. I don't mind it being his uncle, blah, blah, blah. But I don't, there's just something weird about how, like, if his uncle could invent and create and do all this stuff, like, why didn't he do it then? Like, because right? he's scared of the government eye. Like, he knows about the, uh, whatever that, that thing was that uh, Batman had to fight against in, uh, not in the movies, in the comic books. Oh, like the, the OMAC. Yeah. Right. It was OMAC. I thought, I thought so. Yeah. He knows about, like, you know, big brother watching him so he creates his stuff he doesn't want to make a he doesn't want to put himself out there i mean if the alternative is your family like living on the street you think like maybe you'd find some way to get your invention out there and get some money for it you know i mean i read a lot of conspiracy stuff on reddit but if i invented something that would pay off my mortgage i'm probably gonna gonna get it out there i'm just hey, man he, he did invent the thing that shut off the security systems in a court building so maybe he had a plan <laughs> maybe okay Maybe there was a plan of uh of uh getting some money from the fam for the family without you know leaving a lot of footsteps. Right. Um, as much as I liked the small DC integration, 
Um, like I said, once they get to the Blue Beetle Cave, it's just like, oh my god, are you kidding me with this? Like it, it was just unending, and like the movie never gave you, like you said, Mark, it never gave you a reason to care about Ted Cord, who Blue Beetle was, what he did, what he meant, like why it was a big deal for uh, Jaime to become the next Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. You could have eliminated all of that from the movie, and nothing would change. <laughs> <laughs> Literally nothing changes if you were eliminate all that of the movie. And we get a, yet another scene. Aubrey, you didn't see the flash. We get yet another scene taking place on the mansion roof. I hated the end of the movie. I hated the fact that everyone gets to be the hero, except really the hero of the movie. <laughs> So Jaime's upside down in um, the thing. He's like locked up. So the scientist guy gets a change of heart and he helps his right. family shows up in the beetle mobile and they, they help. Right. Uh, Jenny sets off bombs. His sister does has the power glove. Uh, yes. I'm trying. I'm, his grandmother has the Gatling gun. I don't, did his mom do anything? Uh, she did something inside of the ship. I can't remember what it was. Okay, okay. I say I'm trying to remember. I don't think she had a superhero moment, but um, I hated when the Beatles ship started playing Motley Crue and was farting on people. <laughs> that was like it came out of a different movie. Like that felt like reshoots or something. Like they came out of a completely different movie. Just we hadn't been at that level of humor, uh, right. like potty humor, and then all of a sudden here it is, and then it's gone again. It's you know, really, uh, really weird. The funny thing about that scene is that that scene comes right after you see the beetle like stomp on a guy and like impale him <laughs> and then like kind of shake its leg to get the body off. So, you know, right. Heine has a thing where he's like, I'm not going to kill anyone. And his family's like, we're killing everyone. Yeah, so they're killing have- every single person. All those guys do is just work for court industries. They're just security. Like they don't they don't know like 90% of what's happening. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So one guy dies horrifically and then the very next scene, it's a fart joke. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like you show up, you, you know, you, you, you apply for a job. You're like, all right, you know, 80 grand a year, just guard this castle. What the hell could go wrong? And then this family like impales your friend on a fucking beetle copter and farts all over you. Not to, you know, be all like standing or, you know, giving sympathy to the bad guys, but like, just be consistent. <laughs> yeah. Be consistent with what's happening. And then, you know what I mean? Like everyone got a hero moment at the end of the movie, except Jaime. So even when he defeats uh, the OMAC guy. Yeah. That looked like the extra. He looked like an extra from uh, Sons of Anarchy or something. <laughs> when he like, pulled out the uh, the red whip, like whiplash in Iron Man 2, I'm like, oh, oh God. He wanted his bird. Yeah. <laughs> I want my bird. But so even that guy is not he's not defeated by anything that Jaime does. He has a flashback and basically defeats himself. Then he gets up and that guy defeats Susan Sarandon. The suit stops Jaime from killing that guy. So the suit really is the one that, you know, did most of the work there. Um, And because we never got that middle part of the movie where he and the suit learn to work together. There's no payoff for Jaime at the end of the movie. Like there, he wasn't the hero of any any of this scene at the end of the movie. He didn't do it. One scene, he walked down the hallway and beat up some guys. That was it. That was his one hero moment in the last 45 minutes of the movie. 
So why would I give a fuck about Blue Beetle coming back or doing anything? We need his family, the OMAC guy. We need uh, the Beetle farting copter. You know, those are the things that did all the hero stuff, not the not the main hero of the movie. Yeah, well, it the other side of that is it's about Jaime because he obviously has the Blue Beetle suit and he's trying to be a hero. He's not a hero. He's still a kid trying to figure it out. And that scene at the end is him, even though the Beetle kind of the scarab kind of stopped him. It's him learning what it is to be a hero, uh, how to be a hero, because him and Olmec were pretty much going down the exact same path. So I just I just wanted to see it come from him. You know what I mean? Like, I wanted to see him be the hero like he needed his hero moment where he fully becomes the Blue Beetle and saves people and everything. Not he basically if his family was like, well, we can't let's say the fucking Beetle flying machine didn't work. Right. He's dead. (laughs) <laughs> or that George Lopez actually could not fly it because <laughs> he's right. not a pilot. He's dead. <laughs> he's done. You know, and I know you could say that about a lot of movies like, oh, well, what if, uh, you know, Han, Luke and Obi-Wan didn't get to the Death Star when Princess Leia was there? Oh, well, OK, but she wasn't the main character of the movie. It was an ensemble. <laughs> like right. He's the main character of the movie. We're supposed to be cheering for his hero's journey that we didn't get because every other character has to have their moment to shine. And he is just basically standing around staring. He gets to watch his grandma save his butt. He gets to watch his sister save his butt. He gets to watch Jenny save his butt. Like he gets to watch the scientists save his butt. When does he do anything? <laughs> Barely. <laughs> so that was really frustrating. Uh, and then the movie's over. So, I mean, to me, it's just it's just not good enough of a movie. It, it, it it's a great you know first like thirty five minutes, and then it just kind of goes off the rails and almost felt like they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> I just wasn't feeling it at all. I wasn't feeling it at all. So quick question for you guys. The DCEU is dead now with this is the technically last movie. No, um, no, we still got a uh, Aquaman. Oh, that's right. Aquaman. So this is the first DCEU. Oh, no. That's right. Aubrey, prepare yourself. Christmas week. Aquaman. <laughs> Sorry, kids. No presents this year. I got to buy movie tickets to Aquaman. Um, but uh, do you want to see Blue Beetle again? Do you want a sequel? Do you want to see him in future DCU movies, Aubrey? No. No, I don't. Mark Ellis. Yes. This actor is Charm City. I think he's great. Uh, I like the practical suit. I think you know the effects were cool, and I want to see him in a better story. I am going to agree with Mark. Sorry, Aubrey. I guess we'll get a guest that week for Blue Beetle, comma, two. Um, <laughs> Blue Beetle to the trench. That's right. Blue Beetle two on the move. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll get a guest for that week. I-, I wouldn't mind seeing him again, seeing his family again. I just wish it was a better movie. I think it, it, much like I said in the non-spoiler, much like Miss Marvel, I wish there was a better movie around characters and actors I liked. Um, as opposed to whatever the hell this was. But the only way to finish it up is to give it a score from zero to five, with five being the best and zero being the worst. Aubrey Litchfield, what do you got for Blue Beetle? I'm terrified, actually, but tell us what your score is. I'm going to give it one star. Wow. For what? What, what I don't got even the one know star? what that one star is for. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't even know what it's for. I'm just giving it one star so that it, it, it's at least ahead of the other DC movies that suck. All right, Mark Ellis Riggins. Uh, I'm going to give it a, a traditional comic book movie three stars. <laughs> oh my goodness, three stars! Yeah, I if you no way. 
Like okay. I said, it has all of the right ingredients. It just doesn't have a good base script. But all the ingredients are there. So I didn't completely hate the movie. I enjoyed a lot of it. I just oh, Marcellus. <laughs> Don't give me that. <laughs> Uh-oh. Your nine ends now. <laughs> All right. Well, I am going to give it two out of five, two out of five. I don't think it's good enough to be a two and a half. I don't think it's horrendous enough to go below a two, but it, it just not good enough, man. I wanted more from this and I wanted more of the things that worked and less of the things that didn't. And I didn't get them. So for me, it is a two out of five. Maybe we got it right. And maybe we got it wrong. Hit us up on social media and let us know what you think. And now... We are going to wrap it up before we tap it up. We're going to get some recommendations for the listeners out there. Aubrey, you haven't been here for a couple of weeks. Uh, do you got a recommendation for the listeners? Recommend uh, the Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard trials are on Netflix now, and they are lousy. No, oh, excellent. Uh, she can poop in my bed anytime. <laughs> Markellis Reagans. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite movies from last year, maybe a couple of years ago. No, last year. Uh, Werewolves Within is now streaming on Hulu. Uh, it is a horror comedy, emphasis on a comedy that's a, I think is really funny, and I watched it again. It still holds up. Uh, so if you have Hulu, Werewolves Within, hilarious movie. Did we do that on the show? We did, yeah. Did we do it on another show? <laughs> did we? I think we did it on, did we do it on Fans on Patrol? I think we might have done it on Fans on Patrol, me and you on Fans on Patrol. Yeah, because I don't think we did it on our show. I don't know. I thought we did. Regardless, we both liked it. <laughs> we both liked it. Okay. It's got the AT&T girl in it. How can you go wrong? Yeah. Well, I will recommend that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Links to all our YouTube and Patreon content as well at SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Good Pods, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We'll be there. Check out the aforementioned YouTube channel. There's hours of free exclusive content there. Uh, Adam is heading out to Fandom Fest New York this weekend, so lots of content coming from that as well. Our Patreon, where you can get extra exclusive content for monetarily supporting the show. So jump on that if you'd like to hear us talk about news, trailers, and more. And I will recommend that, uh, well, all right. So not really a so wizard recommendation, but uh, a new season of Hard Knocks came out on HBO, which is an NFL documentary. They go into training camp with a different team every year. This year is the hated New York Jets. As a Patriots fan, I, I do not like the Jets, but I do enjoy watching the show every year. It's very interesting and starts to get you hyped up as football is coming Fantasy football draft coming up in a few weeks. I'm ready to run through a fucking brick wall right now for football to come back, uh, at least until the Pats are out of it. So, you know, about mid-November. Um, <laughs> but I'm ready to go. So uh, check out Hard Knocks on HBO and then come on back here next week. You know why? Because we are going to be celebrating nine years of So Wizard Podcast. We're going to talk about the podcast. We're going to talk about some listener questions I have. And then we're going to count down the top five movies for each of us that we reviewed over the last nine years on the show. So it should be a pretty exciting time. So come on back with us and celebrate. And that is going to do it for episode number 471 of the So Wizard Podcast. I have been your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-host, the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Oh, bye. I was going to say something creative, just didn't work. That's okay. The expert, Mr. Marquis, Mark Ellis Ray. 
Uh, everybody, have yourself a great week and Wakanda forever. See you guys next week as we celebrate nine years of Soul Wizard. Good journey. <laughs>